the Michelob Ultra Golf Show with Jeff Kopak on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. That's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! The Golf Show is presented to you by Michelob Ultra. Also brought to you in part by Fargo Park District Public Golf Courses, Barnesville Grocery, Moorhead Parks, Forest Hills Golf Course, and Wildflower Golf. Here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Have you seen anything like that? Now, let's head to the first tee. This guy's pretty good. And here's your host, Jeff Kolpak. And good morning to everybody out there in the fifth largest AM signal in the country. It's Jeff Kolpak coming to you from 740 The Fan, 107.3 on your FM dial. The golf show always coming to you from the Gunnarsson Jewelers studio. We literally are on the first tee finally in a lot of golf courses around the area. Before I get to the show and the meat of the show, just want to review that Rose Creek in Fargo is open. Morad's Village Green, the public course is talking to public course now. Village Green and Meadows are open, and Osgood will open on Monday. So Osgood and Fargo open on Monday. Prairiewood is scheduled to open on Tuesday, and El Zago, which thankfully didn't get flooded, is on Wednesday. And in Edgewood, we are in a wait and see situation, but I think with the river going down rather quickly, things are looking up better than we had hoped. So that's your public local golf course update. Later in the show, Matt Johnson, the head women's golf coach at North Dakota State, will join us. The Bison just finished their run at the Summit League Tournament. But first and foremost, the men's Summit League Tournament is coming up this weekend, Monday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, right, Steve Kennedy? Yeah. How's it going? Now it's way, like, remember the movie Hoosiers? Yeah, it's way past big speech time now, isn't it? Yeah, this is this is go time for us now. So, what's uh, give us the overview here? It's at uh, a course in Lincoln, Nebraska. What do you know about it? You know, I'm waiting. To, I'm waiting to talk to Matt today. Okay. He just got yeah. home. Uh, you know, I, I I know that's got some trees. It's got a little water. It's uh, I think it's gonna be a friendly course for us. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it seems like it's a modern course. Um, it's something that I think our guys will play well at. It's Wilderness Wilderness Ridge Golf Course in Lincoln. Maybe you should give Tim Miles a, a call. Yeah, I'm sure he has yeah. Yeah, experience in the, the old University of Nebraska courses. You, you have an amazingly balanced team. I, I looked at the stats, and almost everybody is around that 73 average, and you played some tough some tough tracks, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, what's been the – I guess it's been a pl- – it's got to be a pleasure to have a team like that. Yeah, we have nine guys on our team right now, and uh, they're all very solid. Um you know, the, the five that have been playing this spring, mm-hmm. um, a couple of guys have played really well. Nate Adams has just been lighting it up. He's He uh, won two tournaments this spring. Brock Winter won one tournament. Mm-hmm. And the other guys are pitching in here and there. They just haven't cracked the the winner's circle. But, uh, yeah, they've all been playing well. Yep. Nate Adams uh, will join us uh, in, yeah. in a little bit. Uh, he's, a, he's a junior. Yep. I don't know. Does he have another two years of eligibility? No, he has, no, he has one, one, one more year. year. Yep. And, uh, yeah, what a great year he's had. I want to go over the roster just generally. These are names everybody knows about. I mean, um, of course, Ian Simonich from Moorhead. You got um, uh, Brock Winter, who, who's been around a little bit yep. in your program. Nate DeZeal has been around for seven, eight years, maybe nine. I'm not sure where <laughs> he's at. 13 yeah. years. Uh, what Having a, a veteran team, do you coach different, Steve, or do you have to approach a team different? You know, the thing that uh, 
you know, my coaching style is 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 maybe different from a lot of other coaches. Um, you know, these guys, their swings are fine. You mm-hmm. know, we don't mess around with swings at all. You know, my job, I think, is to motivate them and to uh, to get them to practice hard and have. You know, we have a lot of competitions within our team, mm-hmm. and so um, you know, we're in the new uh, Nodec Mutual indoor practice facility right now, and uh, it's it's fun coming up with the new games for them to play during practice, and and they compete hard. And they want to beat each other. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, that's kind of my job, I think, as, as the coach there. How is the new facility, the Nodak indoor facility, differ from the old bubble? First of all, it's warm. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a key. Um, we can hit, you know, the last two weeks we've been able to hit full shots in there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's been going really well. Yeah. Um, gosh, it's, it's fun. Um, we can see everything that we need to see. Uh, it's... It's it's more than I what I expected. Yep. What do you mean by full shots? I mean driver and everything. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We uh today we are we're hitting drivers three woods. Uh, you can see the shape of the shot. It's 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 good. And the netting is such where you can just lower all the nets. I would imagine on what on all four sides yep. or how does that work? Well, we don't have anything behind us. Um, okay, you don't need that. Don't need that. No. And so we uh, we just put them down on three sides and uh, we can just hit away. And then the the netting on the ceiling comes out to about the 50-yard line. Steve Kennedy is our guest, the head coach at North Dakota State in your 10th year already. That's amazing. Yeah. After a great run at Fargo South, what was it, 12 state championships? Yes. In uh, in, in a period of time. Certainly at South, you dealt with some spring weather that wasn't less than ideal. This spring has been way less than ideal. It's just two bad springs in a row. How do you practice? How do you how do you deal with as your kids? You have the advantage. You didn't have to. I mean, at here you can travel. At yeah. South, you didn't. Yeah. You know, I think you know at NDSU we get out on the grass enough. We had I scheduled my our tournaments this year, so we were a little heavy on the on the back end. Mm-hmm. rather than in the front end. So we've been out playing. Um, you know, I also recruit the North, and our guys know how to put their clubs away, and they know how to and get them out again and right. and practice inside. And our guys, they uh, they spend a lot of time um, practicing up in the short game facility and over in the in the Nordic Mutual, too. Mm-hmm. Couple runner-up finishes. Um, what Grand Canyon, I believe, runner-up. Yeah, that the Grand Canyon tournament. Uh, we played really well. TCU. Uh, beat us by a shot. Hmm. Um, I, I didn't get to go to that tournament. Uh, uh-huh. My wife was in a car accident, so I uh, I, had, I stayed home. And Derek Lang, my uh, my supervisor, actually went down and coached him. So uh, I, I don't know if that was a good thing or not. <laughs> you let a fullback coach your golf team? I, I did, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he did a nice job. Yeah, uh, Larry Murphy, Larry, back, yep. back helping. Yep, Murph's back. Uh, Murph was out of town at the time, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Murph is back. He'll be heading down to uh, to the conference tournament with us, and we're excited to get there. Talked about Ian Simonich earlier, and I did a story on Ian earlier this year. On he suffered an ACL injury while playing pickup basketball, and at the point, and I, we everybody thought, I guess, the season was over. Yep. And I want you to take that saga from a coaching standpoint when. When you heard about that and at the point where you thought maybe he could play? You know, when I found out that the doctor said he could possibly play, I I had cautious optimism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with an injury like that, I didn't know if he would favor the, favor the leg, favor the knee. Uh, I didn't know really what to expect. Um, and then uh, when he started hitting shots, I could see that his swing was still the same as it was before. 
And so, you know, that was kind of relief. And I know that he really wanted to compete with this group of guys for a conference championship, yep. and that was the driving force. How's it gone? Have you t- is, is he favorited at all? Can you tell any way, shape, or form? I mean, this is an ACL. Yeah, you know, I, I don't th- – right now he's hitting the ball like he was last year, last fall. Um, I think to start with, he had a little hesitation. Mm-hmm. I know that he said that the first time he had to walk 36 holes – the last eight or nine holes got a little, little tender, but uh, he's been he's been working his butt off, and he's yep. uh, he's put a lot of time in um, with the rehab stuff, and he's he's back to where he was. You know, ACL is something that football coaches deal with, basketball coaches deal with, uh, mainly maybe you see it in volleyball, certainly soccer. This is a is this a first for you as a golf coach? Well, an ACL, yeah. Last but last year, Nate Dezeal, he had a meniscus tear. Mm-hmm. And he was out for just about a month where he was just getting up off the weight room floor and it popped on him. Yep. And so, you know, he worked his way back. And as we all know, Nate, last year at the conference tournament, just lit it up. So yeah. we're hoping that happens with Ian. <laughs> um, you're, you, you look at the at lighting it up. I mean, can you coach your team or, or focus your team to peak right now? I, I mean, and I'm not saying this is like a track team where you have to, you know, work your kids, but do you sort of – work that way somehow? Yeah, you know, we've scheduled a couple tougher events to finish the year up here. We went to Chambers Bay, and uh, the guys had a just had a blast playing the course, but it's a difficult course. And the greens were, were really hard. They, the Poyana was bouncy, and we we didn't putt the ball well. We hit the mm-hmm. ball well, but I think uh, after the tournament, we counted up that we had 52 three-putts or worse yeah. at that tournament. And so we felt good about how we were playing, but not, not scoring. Yep. Then we went to Pittsburgh last week, and uh, it was cold. I think uh, the one day, I'm, the first day it was snowing, a little bit sleeting, raining, and blowing about 30. And then the next day we teed off, and it was a 28-degree wind chill. Um, so we we played okay there. Um, we were we weren't that far out of first place. Marquette won the tournament. They're they're in the top 50 in the country. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know Nate Adams again was was phenomenal there and uh, won that tournament. Um, but yeah, I think those two courses, the difficulty um, going from the the bumpy greens at uh, Chambers Bay and going to a, mm-hmm. a step twelve on the greens at Pittsburgh, um, I think that's prepared us for for what we're going to see in uh, at conference. Chambers Bay is the course right outside of Seattle that hosted the U.S. Open. I think what Josh Persons and Tom both played it. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, and w- was it did it live up to its billing? Because I remember Josh and Tom saying how hard and, and actually. I, I'm probably wasn't U.S. Open conditions, but still a difficult track. Yeah, it is a very difficult track. It's you know it's a different kind of course and a different kind of golf than we're used to playing. Uh, we'd there were holes where you'd hit a shot uh, 30 yards left of the pin or left of the green, and it would end up off the green on the right side mm-hmm. with just all the undulation changes. And so uh, that's why they enjoyed playing it. But it was you know at the same time it was kind of frustrating. The weather looks like it might hold up. Yeah, it does for there. for uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, yeah. which would be nice. Do you consider yourself pretty good at, at like a mutter in in horse racing? You guys do okay in in tough conditions. You know, we I think we do well in the wind. Uh, you know, every, whenever we go to tournaments and it's like in Pittsburgh last week, everybody mm-hmm. said, "Well, you guys are used to this. You guys are used to this twenty eight degrees." Well, you know, we're used to walking to the car and we're used to going to class. But <laughs> Hoping we're not the used car to, starts. Yeah, we're, we're not used to golfing in 28 degrees. And so, yeah. um, you know, I, I think it's it's a challenge uh, for everybody. Your hands get cold. You don't have a feeling. And if things start going south, 
uh, it can go south in a hurry if uh, if the conditions aren't right. Steve Kennedy is the head men's golf coach at North Dakota State. This is Jeff Kopak coming to you from the Gunderson Jewelers Studio. This is the golf show on 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Steve's going to hang with us. We're going to be joined by one of his stalwart players, Nate Adams. Stay with us. Welcome back. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the Golf Show is presented by Michelob Ultra coming to you from the Gunderson Jewelers Studio in Fargo. Steve Kennedy is our guest, the head men's coach at North Dakota State. Pleased to be joined by one of his players, junior Nate Adams. Good morning, Nate. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Awesome. Well, we talked briefly a little bit about getting ready for the tournament. What's it? What's the feeling with the team here? I'm guessing you have something to prove after the way last year ended up. Uh, yeah, I think the team is hungry and eager to to get down there and uh, show what we got. Um, after last year's heartbreaking one-shot loss, I think it's stayed with us this whole year and kind of given us some fuel for uh, what's to come this upcoming weekend. Um, I think we're all really excited uh, for the opportunity to show our games off and, you know, just play hard and take it one shot at a time and see, see where it goes from there. Steve, as a head coach, I suppose do you, have, you don't have to say much about this, but, um, or what do you say about this? Yeah. I'm sorry, my mic, my headphones yeah. went out. I didn't hear what Nate said or well, what the question just was. Just said about a heartbreaking loss last year at the Summit Tournament, losing by, or not. I guess you don't lose, you, you come up short by one shot. As a head coach, do you talk about it much or not? You know, I think what uh, I'm going to talk about are tough losses and how tough losses bring groups together. And uh, I think that that's, that's what happened this year. I think that our team is probably the closest that uh, I've ever had a team. And I think, again, it's because of these 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 tough situations that we've been in, and uh, I think it just brings them closer together. Yeah, Nate, coming off the Summit League Ticket Smarter Summit League Peak Golfer of the Week, uh, finishing cold medalist at the Red Hawk Invitational in Pittsburgh. Apparently it wasn't really hot conditions, huh, Nate? No, it was pretty brutal. Uh, our coach posted a video on Twitter the other day of the the weather conditions, and it's just a... You wouldn't, if you were playing for fun, you wouldn't choose that day to go play golf. How is it? Was, it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was hard. Hailing, fleeting. Hailing. I mean, name it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, that's your second win of the year, second win of the spring. Can you wrap that up a little bit? What's what's going well for you? Yeah, it's been really exciting. Um, it's nice to kind of like see my, when I'm playing good, see it come to fruition and you know, be on top. Um, I'd, I'd say what's going well is just leaving myself in the right spots on the, you know, on every hole and not, not stressing myself out and having a lot of uphill birdie putts um, and just finding fairways. You know, I'm, I've kind of changed my approach off the tee um, over the last year or so. And I, I don't really care about hitting it as far as possible anymore. I'm just a lot more focused on trying to get into the fairway because, you know, you, you have a lot more control of the golf ball when you're in the fairway, and I think that's really helped me out. And, you know, it's just it's really exciting, you know, seeing yourself play well and, you know, reaping benefits from it. 
Does that mean keeping the driver in the bag more than usual or not? Um, I wouldn't say so, to be honest. No, mm-hmm. I, I definitely hit it the same amount. Okay. Um, I, I guess it always depends on the course, but um, I've, I've gained a lot more confidence with it, knowing that if I just have an, you know, an easy swing, still try and hit it out there, but not trying to kill it all the time. Like I maybe had done in years past when I, you know, wanted to hit the ball three thirty. Um, but it, you know, you don't really need that anymore when you have the length mm-hmm. that I have currently, I don't need to step on it anymore. I can trust that it's going to get out there far enough and, you know, just go from there. Steve, what do you see in your in your in your in your one of your top golfers here in the seasons he's had so far? I see the comfort level now. After he won at the Outer Banks last fall, you know he's he's learned how to take a take a lead and stay there. He's um, he just walks with a different confidence on the course. He um, he's and and he's and like he said, he's hitting the ball in the fairway and he's not putting himself in bad positions. Uh, last last uh, or week and a half ago in Pittsburgh. Uh, he had a stretch where he went eagle, birdie, eagle uh, in the first round, and it was uh, it was just fun to watch. He actually eagled that whole one of the holes twice. Wow! In the tournament, so he's he's just been playing really well, and I'm looking forward to what the weekend's going to bring for Nate. Um, Nate, a veteran team. What kind of difference does that make? I mean, I feel like you guys have been together for six, seven years. I don't know what it feels like to you, but what kind of a comfort level is that heading down to a Summit League tournament? Yeah, I think it's awesome for us. We we all have a lot of experience. Um, I mean, we've all played pretty much every tournament this whole year. Um, and four of us have played in Summit League tournaments before. And a couple of us, you know, Nate Dezeal has played in, I don't know, five now. So, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Um, so we definitely have the experience that it takes to win a Summit League tournament. Um, I think that'll help us out a lot, just knowing that, you know, we've been there before. We haven't won before, but we've, you know, we've been in the tournament before. We we've had a chance to win before, so I think we know what it takes to do it. We just kind of have to stay patient and uh, take it one shot at a time. The summit is at Wilderness Ridge Golf Wilderness Ridge Golf Course in Lincoln, Nebraska. Nate, do you uh, you know Google it, check it out? How do you scout something like this? Oh yeah, I you know I've tried hard finding as much information as possible on Google or even YouTube. If there's any videos, um, there isn't a whole lot. They don't have many, like their website doesn't have like a course tour or anything. Uh, couldn't find anything on YouTube, but just going on the like, aerial view on Google maps and just looking at each hole and, you know, seeing what trouble, what troubles out there, you know, it, you never can get a real good idea until you actually get out there. But, um, you can kind of plan, you know, what you want to do a little bit, I'd say, mm-hmm. um, based off that. And then, you know, coach gave us our yardage books already. So we've been able to look at that, see how the greens are shaped and how they, you know, the slope of them. So it's nice to get a little early um, preparation. But when Saturday comes around, we have our practice round. I think we'll really, uh, you know, dial it in then. Steve, how important is that practice round? That's got to be big. Oh, it is. Yep. What do you do? You know, these guys, they're working, marking their books for the most part during the practice round. Uh, a lot of chipping around the greens. Uh, we get the speed of the greens, uh, kind of figure out what they want to hit off the tee and, and where they want to be on which side of the fairway to, uh, to leave themselves in great spots. Um, I think we'll talk to Matt 
here probably this afternoon to get some ideas from him, what mm-hmm. he thought of the course. Um, but the practice round, yeah, it's key for these guys. Yeah. Do you expect them? Can the summit make it more difficult, make it tournament, make it U.S. Open, whatever you want to call it? <laughs> Do they have that leeway or is it up to the course? It's pretty much up to the course. Okay. Uh, uh, they set it up. Uh, you know, I think they'll I think they'll try to make it fair. Mm-hmm. Um it's, uh, you know, like I said, we've, we can't go to the course uh, for a year, you know, like none of us could travel down there and play. Oh, interesting. A That's year a rule. Out. Yeah. I didn't know that. There's a rule. So. And so we, uh, we haven't had a chance to see it or anything like that. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, yep. to, to looking at it and uh, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Nate, before I let you go, what's your plans this summer? What are you going to do? Um, I'm going to play in a couple big national events this summer in uh, late uh, June, early July. Uh, the North South down at Pinehurst, and then the Transmiss in Dallas, Texas. So I'm really excited for that to play against some really good competition. A lot of the top amateurs in the world. Um, other than those two, I'm gonna, you know, stick around the Minneapolis Fargo area and really practice on my game. Play Minnesota State Amateur, um, another big amateur tournament in Minnesota, and then um, just really focus on getting better. Um, probably not gonna do anything for money much uh, mm-hmm. work-wise but uh, just really you know focus on getting a little bit better every day this summer on the golf and you know translate hopefully translate it into next season and then uh, the future whatever the future holds for me so well if my golf show could disperse nil money i would give a, a boatload to you but unfortunately we're not oh, at that level that. <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen uh good luck hit them hit play well thank you Thank you. That, that's Nate Adams and Steve Kennedy, head coach and player, respectively, at North Dakota State. This is Jeff Kopak. Stay tuned. Bison Women and their review of uh, their season and their tournament. Back after this. I saw you slam your club in anger and took the grass off its edge. I saw you look at me and wonder. Welcome back to the Golf Show. This is Jeff Kopak coming to you on 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM on the dial, 740thefan.com. For the web address, you can access the podcast anytime. This is the North Dakota State Power Hour. Thanks again for Steve Kennedy and Nate Adams for joining us in the first segment. Moving on to the women's division of the NDSU Golf Show, Matt Johnson comes to you live from the studios at Gunderson Jewelers in downtown Fargo. While we looked ahead to the Summit Tournament for the men, the women just not far behind. And a nice third-place finish, Matt. How are you? Good morning. Oh, good morning. Thanks for uh, having me in yep. this morning. And, uh, yeah, we, you know, quite honestly, we played really well. You did. Uh, Denver is a very, very good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Robert, South Dakota, South Dakota State. You know, it, it just keeps getting tougher and keeps getting deeper. And uh, we did everything within our power, and uh, we feel pretty good about how the tournament went. So you want to win it, and let's just start there. You always want to win the tournament, but also golf is a sport where you try to measure up to what your capabilities are. And so discuss how you felt good about it, third place, and, you know, the players played well. That's all you can ask. Yeah, exactly. Um, We had a good spring. It was definitely very successful. Uh, We didn't win any tournaments, so maybe a little quiet from that standpoint, but Mm -hmm. we didn't play a lot of tournaments that were necessarily easy to win. Yeah. Um, and we were building and getting better and better and, and everyone's wanting to, to be playing their best when they get down to when it matters. And that's exactly what ended up happening for us. We, we, uh, shot our best score and, uh, we're playing our best going into conference. I think we, 
two of our players shot rounds in the 60s down there, which yeah. they had never done. Um, so, f- again, from that standpoint, we, we feel pretty good about we gave it our best shot. I want to go across your roster. Like, uh, Steve, you recruit mainly Midwest kids. So you're looking at, uh, well, all Midwest kids except for one, Leah Scar, and she's got a, obviously very uh, a lot of connections here to the Midwest. Um, right. Uh, go through your roster, your kids, who who, who played well and, and, you know, who produced for you. Sure. Well, we've got – We've got a couple players from Wisconsin. That's Elise Hoven and uh, and Joe Baranchek, mm-hmm. uh, both both our sophomores from the call it the East Coast of, of Wisconsin <laughs> right. over there. Very strong junior players, um, and they've they've done great for us. Elise was actually our our top player for the for the year, start to finish, counting the fall. Was an All Conference player. Um, Joe is uh, Joe is a grinder. Mm-hmm. She's a little more up and down sometimes, but when she plays well, she can beat anybody. Yeah, both sophomores. Yes, Couple both more sophomores yep. coming back. Leah, as you mentioned, uh, Grandpa was the basketball coach here quite mm-hmm. a while ago Marv at, Scar, yep. at North Dakota State. She uh, grew up in Phoenix. They have a summer place down by Alexandria, so so she's not a stranger to the area, no. but she uh, she did make the choice to come up here and play golf, and that's mm-hmm. gone really well. Mm-hmm. She has also been an all-conference player in the past. Um, Catherine Monty. Um, Who will join us, by the way, later in the show. Yeah, so, yeah. Catherine, uh, she's been a good player since she got here, um, but she has improved every year. And this spring, she played fantastic. She she improved. She embraced some things we we were working with her on. Um, played at an all conference level in the mm-hmm. spring, um, for sure. And then Maddie Hicks is a freshman from down in the in the cities area, also an all conference player, and just had a fantastic, very consistent senior year. I think thirty two rounds of golf. I think she was only in the eighties mm-hmm. twice. Yep. Yeah. So the tournament was at uh, Wilderness Ridge Golf Course in Lincoln, Nebraska, and it used to be in Kansas for many years, a summit tournament. What do you like about it in Nebraska? A, it's closer, but B, uh, the, the course reviews, I think, just talking to you before the show, are pretty good. Yeah, I've, I'm familiar with the course from playing there years ago when, when Nebraska used to host a tournament in the fall. I liked the course then, so um, mm-hmm. I definitely was in favor of going there. The coaches tend to like to stay in the Midwest. Um and it, it's a drivable event for us. It's kind of nice to be able to, to take a van and drive down there. Um, you can be a little more in charge of your own schedule. And the golf course, it definitely was a good golf course. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not, I would call it challenging, but it's not gimmicky or tricky, which I like. If you play well, you'll shoot a good score. And if you don't play well, you're, you're not going to shoot as good. But it's not going to come down to uh, all these fine little things that can separate it. it, it it's a fair course. Yeah. Matt Johnson is a guest. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the Golf Show on 740 The Fan. How long have you been at this now at NDSU? Uh, this one actually was my 14th Jeez, year. The uh, time just goes flying by. I had, yeah. Amy, had Amy Olson, Amy Anderson, when you coached her in studio about a month ago. And she's on her tenth year. Can you believe that? I just that just blows me away that she's on her tenth year. I know year she tour. was talking to me. We had lunch a couple months ago and she mentioned it, you know, been doing this for ten years. And yeah. Yes, I feel like I've been doing it about half that long, like six or seven <laughs> yeah. makes sense. But, yeah, the time just goes fast. Describe her career and what it's meant to the school. Uh, it's, gosh, I don't even know well, how How do you put that into her. words? You, you really don't. Just uh, She's been such a supporter of us, and I think the time she's been there and all of our players through the entire 14 years that I've coached have had personal relationships with her and gotten to know her and mm-hmm. been influenced by her. Uh, the things she's accomplished out there uh, – 
People know who she is. It's, it's always been an advantage in recruiting. It will continue to be even after she decides to stop playing um, because of kind of who she is and what she was able to accomplish. Yep. When she stops by, it's just got to be like, oh, my, there's, there's Michael Jordan. Yeah. You it, know? Um, the first time, yes. But she also makes them pretty comfortable with her. Uh-huh. Um, and they start to see her and, and, and they're not maybe as intimidated by her as, as they are the first time because <laughs> she's a pretty comfortable person to be around. She's still helping out? Oh, yeah. We yeah. see her once in a while. You know, mm-hmm. she'll stop in when, when she's around and visit with them. We haven't seen her yet this spring. I expect we, we may hear in the in the next couple of weeks, but she has always been connected. I would imagine just bringing her up is a recruiting tool for you in that she puts her clubs away after the season in the fall a little bit and takes a month or two off. And I think you can do that with the same of your players. You go, hey, look at this is what she's done. This is we've coached her. You can come here and you can be an LPGA player. Yeah, you can. People can understand that yeah. the sky's the limit. You can accomplish it no matter where you choose to go. And that sometimes, yeah, part of part of our winter, if you choose to take a little mental break for a mm-hmm. month or two, then that makes the, the long winter not matter as much. Because for a lot of people, and not just Amy, I think that break is important. I'm guessing your team didn't get out and practice a whole lot, if at all, before the Summit Tournament. I, you're probably one of two or three teams in the country in Division One that didn't, that were not able to do that. How did you deal with that? Well, it's not it's not unusual. Um, we've won the Summit League Tournament twice, and neither of those years were we able to get outside. We weren't outside last year. Um, it's kind of been a trend the last couple of years, unfortunately. Yeah. So it's always nice when you're finally able to get out and do certain things, but we kind of look at it as we've been practicing indoors since January. We've been competing since January and doing well. So it's not like anything gets worse. We just continue to do things the way we've done it. Our routines don't change. And in a way that's almost an advantage. So n- I don't think if you no ask excuses, anyone, right? I don't think anyone really saw it as a negative. Yeah. yeah. You're able to travel though. And you've traveled to some good courses, some good places. Give a couple of highlights this year, this season. Uh, we did a Hawaii trip in the fall, which yeah. is something we do on occasion. We haven't done it for six years in large part because COVID delayed it. So that was what tournament we didn't play particularly well, but we had a fantastic time. It's, it's great to be able to reward the players at least once in their career with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then our spring was good too. We, we've been taking a trip to South Carolina, um, Polly's Island, and playing a golf course called Caledonia. That it's a tournament that Golf Week hosts, and I love it. I absolutely love that golf course. I like that area, and the players have kind of bought into that too. And that's just a great trip. The families follow us there, and and uh, and that was probably one of the highlights of the spring. Also, looking at your team and your stats, like the men, you're really balanced. Everybody's with almost a shot or two of each other. Right. Looking at the stats and the averages, um, uh, what's it like to coach a team like that when you you, you probably can rely on consistency? Yes, uh, I think that's. Every year I coach, I feel like we get a little deeper and a little more consistent. So this year we didn't have any standout superstar that you would turn to as the player, mm-hmm. but they've all been very capable. I don't know, numerous players led us at tournaments. I, I just looked before I came in here this morning, and I think four of our five starters shot rounds in the 60s. All five of them shot under par this year. I know that's never happened. So the, the depth matters because anyone can be a little off on a particular day or tournament, and mm-hmm. then when you have the other four are all capable – that's what allowed us to to have a successful year. Has coaching changed over the years? Have you changed your style of is techniques, is te- technology? What's what's changed over your your tenure here? Technology is more involved. Um, as our facilities have improved, we've been able to incorporate some of that technology to help teach our players a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the sport has definitely changed. It keeps getting better and better. International players are are a big thing. I think, uh, um, but for us, we, I've kind of stayed the same. You kind of always have to be ready to evolve and change, and maybe look at different recruiting uh, mm-hmm. um, strategies. But for us, recruiting our area in the Midwest has really worked because the people in up here they know who we are, they know what we do and how we do it, they understand our limitations. But they also see all our advantages that we have and the nice schedule we're able to play and the support that we get. Yep. So it's it's a lot easier to get those players because they know the players that came before them and uh, it's something that they want to be a part of. So we've continued to recruit that area pretty hard. In recruiting, I think it's obviously more than stats. Do you like to go out and see these players? Do you like to see their body language, how they react to good shots, bad shots? Is that a big deal to you? Oh, absolutely. Um, Score is just a starting point for it. Body language, attitude, things like that. Definitely that's what we're looking at when we're out there watching them play, Uh, in addition to the things we already know. And then toughness, mental, the the mental side of the game. Yeah, how do you gauge that? How do you – is it a gut feeling? A little bit of it is. Some of it you can get by talking to people they know, and you can see some of that with how they play. How do they react uh, after a bad hole or how do they react after a Mm – a poor round and sometimes just talking to them after a poor tournament can tell you a lot. Um, yep. How are they reacting to that? And, and how, uh, and we work on that at practice all the time. We're, we're, uh, we don't necessarily work on swing technique so much. They've all had teachers and I trust their swings. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the things that I'm looking at. And I think coaches are looking at is, can they handle things out there? Can they manage themselves? And, uh, in addition to all those skills. Yeah, before I let you go, there must be a little balance because they all have their coaches back home, country clubs, public course teachers. You're the coach. How do you balance that? Well, you know, too many too many uh, generals in, in, in the room there. Yeah, you know, that's certainly something that could happen, but um, they all do have swing coaches. Again, I trust their swings, and I trust their swing coaches. I know them all. We visit on occasion when it's mm-hmm. necessary. So if there is something to work on or they're taking a lesson over spring break or Christmas break, I, I generally know what they're doing and, and what's happening and, and mm-hmm. so that when they're back in town or we're on the road, I can support that with uh, with what I'm seeing, being the one that's around them all the time. So it's something that has worked really well, and, uh, and we support. We support them maintaining those relationships. We're going to take a short break. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the Golf Show coming on 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM, coming to you from the Gunderson Jewelers studio. More with NDSU head women's coach Matt Johnson. We're going to be joined by one of his players right after this. I saw you slam your club in anger and took the grass off its edge. I saw you look at me in wonder. Welcome back. Final segment. This is the Golf Show. This is Jeff Kopak coming to you from 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM. Matt Johnson is the guest in studio, the head coach for the North Dakota State women's golf team. Pleased to be joined by one of his players, uh, the most one of the most improved players, Catherine Monty from Stillwater, Minnesota. Catherine, hello. Good morning. Hi, good morning. So how did you go from Stillwater to Fargo? Because um, we always want to hear the recruiting stories. Honestly, I never even thought um, North Dakota State was kind of on my radar until I met one of uh, the old players, Natalie Ross, and mm-hmm. then I played with Lexi Gillette in my first state amateur at my home course, and I, after that, I think it was kind of meant to be. I came up here, and I loved the campus, and I loved the school and all the girls, so 
I think that's basically kind of how it happened, and it was a good story. Matt, pretty typical recruiting story here? Yeah, it was, it's kind of funny. I was just talking about that, really. It's um, the players that were here previously or that are here currently are the ones that influence the ones that end up coming down mm-hmm. the road, yeah. Yep. When you came here, uh, you knew there, you know, it's a cold weather climate, obviously, Catherine. That's uh, stating the obvious. But what is it about the program that attracted you? I mean, there's some great courses that you play. Was that part of it? Yeah, the traveling was definitely a part of it. We play in really cool places and some really good courses. So I really like that. And just getting around to travel with my teammates and coach, that's probably definitely one of the best things about it. Obviously, Back in the old days, there wasn't a budget for this program. How big of a deal is that, Matt, that they invest in, in travel? I mean, you got to have that. We're very fortunate. Um, they understand that we're way up here and that for us to play in February, March, and April, we have to travel. And, and as long as we have to travel, we have to fly, we might as well fly places that are nice. Mm-hmm. Um, they've, they've always been supportive of that. They, they have given us the resources and, quite honestly, the money that we need to be successful and and uh, and to draw in these players that we're able to get and, and to compete at a high level. Catherine, tell me about Hawaii. Aloha. How was that? That was awesome. It was so fun. Um, I had been to Hawaii twice before, but I'd never been to Oahu. So getting to go to a new island and go to an amazing place with my teammates and play a really nice golf course and also get to do things like Pearl Harbor was a really great experience. Yeah, I mean, and, and you... I, I, I'm always seeing these releases of, of all academics. I mean, I swear to God, your team GPA is like 3.9 yeah. or something like that. It is. It is, <laughs> is yeah. it really 3.9? Yeah, 3.88 for the last year, and I think 3.87 last year. So last year we were yeah. the fifth highest GPA in uh, Division One women's golf, and hopefully we'll be there again this year. How do you get that done, Catherine? How do you study on the road being gone so long and, and being gone often? Um. Well, it's really great here um that our professors are really understanding so that's a big plus um mm-hmm. but other than that just kind of using my time wisely and just using a calendar and getting everything written down and knowing what i have to do before we leave and getting as much done before i leave is probably the biggest thing that helps me out mm-hmm. um other than that just like communicating with your professors and like rescheduling tests and stuff is probably the most important thing too well, you're too young to know this, but in this day and age of, of 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 virtual school and virtual training, it makes it easier, doesn't it, Coach? That um, you're able to you can zoom your professor now. Yeah, I think uh, I think it does help a lot that everything is they can go view their classes uh, online. Or they can communicate with people so much easier. They can take exams or quizzes right with their computer and. And they don't waste a minute. If they've got free time and things to do, they're they're right on their computer and they're at work. But, yes, I definitely think the digital age makes it a little easier for them to keep up. Catherine, the Summit Tournament was uh, just, just wrapped up. You had a, certainly one very outstanding round. Tell me about the tournament and wh- what, you, what you took away from it. Well, the first thing was it was at a different course this year, which I think – a lot of people enjoyed that we weren't back in Newton, Kansas, just mm-hmm. how the windy it is there. But the course was really great. I really liked it. Um, I kind of thought that I was going to play well just because these past couple of weeks I've been hitting the ball really well. Um, so I was really confident going in to these three rounds. Um, but I definitely was not expecting to shoot <laughs> four under. I guess no one really is like four under 67. Yeah. 
But, um, yeah, it was really great to finally shoot in the 60s. Um, that was my first round ever mm-hmm. in the 60s, so that was really awesome. And having my teammates there and Coach and Chris there and my parents and my sister is there as well to support me, so it was a really great week. I saw when uh, there's video of you sinking your putt on 18 with a good fist pump. <laughs> yeah, that hole is a little bit scary, so I was really happy that I got away with the par there. I hit a good drive, and then I get a little nervous with the second shot with the water there on the right, and I kind of left it short, and then I hit an okay chip to probably about five or four feet, and I have been ma- making those all day, so I wasn't really nervous about that, but I was really happy that I made that putt. <laughs> the Bison men have their tournament starting Sunday through Tuesday, and Catherine, what advice would you give the men's players as they play in the same course? Um, I would say just go there with some confidence. I think they will also really like the course. It's, I think we're all very familiar familiar with a Midwest course like that. It's kind of classic tree line, just usual thing that you see here up in Minnesota or North Dakota or Wisconsin. So I think they should be prepared. And if the wind does blow, I feel like that's a good thing for them just because we kind of have that advantage. From well, being from yeah, we know wind here, don't we? we yeah. Do. <clears throat> Matt, you called her one of your most improved players. Describe that process over the last couple of years and this year especially. Well, absolutely. It, you know, as a freshman, I thought Catherine might be one to, to take a year to to figure some things out because I had some ideas for her. She actually got in the lineup pretty much right away as a freshman and played quite well, but she has continued to improve. And when she were talking about Cat. Uh, about Hawaii, Catherine. I remember you didn't even you weren't even in the lineup at that tournament. Were no, you? I wasn't. Um, you were playing the individual spot. Played great. She mm-hmm. had a really great tournament and and was back in the lineup for the spring. And then I, I believe um, was our top player for the spring um, over the course of these six tournaments. Just worked hard. Made some changes to not not her swing necessarily, but kind of how she goes about things, how she prepares mm-hmm. and approaches. And and I think that's really paid off for. Her. So a little, uh, uh, as a mental thing, a little maturity, uh, how would you describe it, Catherine? For sure. So I think after our second tournament in Utah, I noticed, like, I usually get off to a little bit of a slow start, and that was kind of a pattern for me. So Chris, Coach, and I kind of put together a warm-up plan that I stuck to this spring, um, just kind of having a laid-out Mm-hmm. set of drills that I do before I hit the course. And I think that really helped me get a um, sense of consistency down. And I think it translated to my play on the course. And then even after Hawaii, I was playing really well in the first round and I kind of finished really poorly. And so Chris and I had to talk about some mental stuff, but I think after that I kind of dialed it in and it helped a lot. Mental preparation. You just don't show up yeah. in the first tee and go, okay, let's go. Yeah, and she's talking. Um, I got to mention Chris Chris Croach, yes. who, who yes. people around here know quite well. Um, he was an incredible help for us this year. Uh, yep. Just did so much, gave us so much time, and uh, a big, big reason we were successful. Catherine, yes, congratulations sure. on, on a great year. Um, thank keep, you so keep much. It going. Thank you for having right. me. Matt, thank you. Yep. That's, Thanks, great. That's Matt Johnson and his player, Catherine Monty a junior from Stillwater. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the Golf Show. Again, thanks for joining us. Until next week, hit them straight.